What's going on, ladies? How y'all doing? Whoa, there's a lot more girls than boys. I know, we're, we're vastly <laughs> outnumbered. So, two things I need to acknowledge right off the bat. Number one, you all collectively smell much better than the guys that were in here before you. So, um, second thing is there are many, many more of you than there are the guys. And, uh, and we, the reason I wanted you guys to come in second is because I think you guys are going to listen a little bit better than the guys did. <laughs> they get a little rabbit trail, like distracted, like it's, as soon as we say anything that's about, I don't know. Or just hold anything. up Barbie. Yeah, hold up Ken and Barbie. They're like distracted for an hour. So, so you guys I know are going to do a little bit better job of paying attention, um, but We're excited about having this conversation with you, but before we get into the conversation, I need to introduce you guys to my wife. This is April. Everybody say, hey, April. (laughs) So April comes and teaches with me every once in a while, in particular on this topic, because the main experience we've had with the relationships has been with each other, and so it kind of makes sense that we talk about this together. Um, And she's got a lot of, of insight on it, wisdom, her own experience from it, and and again, because we've gone through our own relationship, it makes it kind of easy for us to just talk about it from our perspective because we share a perspective on that. So she's going to be talking into this. I'm going to be talking in this where we're just going to kind of speak to the general idea of relationships. Um, and so I, I wanted to just start with just the kind of general premise for today. And then the next couple of weeks, we're going to take this conversation even further. So we wanted to talk about where relationships came from in the first place today. Like, what's the point of them? Why do they exist? Why is this even a thing? Um, why do I even have this desire to want to be with anyone, period, like in any type of way? Like, why is that a thing? Why is there stories about finding the one? Like, why have I already dreamed about my marriage one day? I don't even know who it's to. I just know it's going to be to someone. Maybe it's Zac Efron or whoever. I don't know. So, so... So why is that? I know. I set myself up for that one. Um, so why, why does that thing even exist in the first place? So to get us kind of thinking about it and kind of reminiscing on it, um, April, you want to tell kind of like your first memories of just even acknowledging someone in a way where you're like, hey, they're kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I'm going to tell you the story about my first boyfriend. It's really, really serious. This is a good one. This is a good one. Yes. Yeah. Um, Tell us. His name was Chris. He was blonde and he had an earring. And he, like, rode a skateboard around the trailer park. And one day, without, I don't even think we talked about it, my cousin was like, hey, Chris, you want to go out with April? And Chris was like, okay. And so I was like, oh, awesome, I have a boyfriend, my first boyfriend. And, uh, and then, like, I went home, and I was like, I don't really know if I like that he has an earring. And uh, <laughs> so the next day, my cousin was like, Chris, April wants to break up with you. So we broke up, and, you know. Man. I was probably, like, seven or eight, so, Yeah. That was a love story for the ages. It was, yeah. That one was. It was was. hard, but we we worked through it. 
poor Chris. Um, so the first, would you like to hear mine? <laughs> yes. Okay. So I, I keep forgetting that. My first. <laughs> you care about me. So the first, uh, the first memory I have of being interested in a girl in any kind of way was Kelly Kapowski from Saved by the Bell, which is a TV show. So she was the cheerleader. She was like the, the main um, interest for Zach Morris, who was the main character of the show. If you don't know what Saved by the Bell is, YouTube it. Um, but it's kind of like, it's kinda like the, the teen shows from the Disney Channel and stuff now, but it was our version of it when we were growing up. So that was my first, like, remembrance of something like that but then the second one is of a real person who not that she wasn't real but like not an actress on tv like a person and her name was nicole in third grade and that's right and i just remember like looking at her and being like oh oh is that how you talk to she's pretty and and so because she was pretty and i liked her i was i thought hey you know what to let her know I'm all, I like her, I'm going to, like, trip her and push her. <laughs> and cause you guys, Now the, you guys know why those boys are tripping you. <laughs> maybe. I'm just saying, maybe. Maybe. So, so I would, like, trip her and push her and, like, mess with her and stuff. But I would also try to always, which this is counter to doing those things, but I would also try to just act cool around her. Like, keep my cool... And so one day there was a bee flying in the class and everybody's freaking out. And I hate bees, so I was freaking out too. Um, but we, the, we lost track of the bee. We don't know where it went. And so the class kind of forgot about it. But we're coming back in from lunch, back into our class. And I'm, you know, we're walking back in and I see Nicole. So I'm just kind of acting all cool, like, hey. And I go to grab my chair. And, and as I'm looking at Nicole, I feel like hot lava being injected into my hand because the bee... The bee had landed under my chair, like the little lip of my chair, and I had no idea. And so I'm just grabbing that, feeling like this wincing, searing pain in my hand, while also thinking, i got to play this cool. So I'm like... <laughs> and, then, and then she and like a couple other people are like, are you okay? And I'm like... And so I like put my hand on my thigh, like just to put pressure on the wound. And like, I'm like, so I'm kind of like walking around class, holding my leg like this, like, how you doing? And everybody's like, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. So eventually I walked over to the teacher. I'm like, hey, can I go to the bathroom? And she's like, yeah, is everything okay? Yeah, it's totally cool. Just got to go to the bathroom. And, and then I walk out of the door and as soon as I like out of anyone's view, I immediately, I'm like, ah, and I like just start to like rub it and like run to the bathroom to rub cold water on it to try to help it not hurt anymore. Um, I look like a, an idiot the entire time, but uh, that's the first like real live person crush I can really remember it was Nicole back in third grade um, and how I was trying to look suave and cool, but that was third grade and yours was what? How old? Seven ish? Yeah. Like second grade, maybe. Okay. So somewhere in elementary school, but then, you know, you get older and, and 
sometimes the crushes continue and you continue to like take notice of certain people. So do you, you have any memories like specifically of middle school since this is middle school makes sense. Tell a middle school story. You got any for middle school? Yes. When I, when I um, went into eighth grade, I switched schools and um, there was a seventh grade boy who, his name was Eric. And every time we passed each other down the hall, he would say hi, and he would, like, high-five me. And then, like, eventually it turned into this thing where, like, we would just high-five, you know? Like, we didn't even have to look at each other. We'd just be like, yeah. And uh, <laughs> The high-five connection. Yes. And I, one day I was, like, after I walked away, like, we did our high-fives, and I was like, oh, this is, I feel something. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have butterflies. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, I have a crush on Eric Perez. And he's in seventh grade, but he was, like, the same height as me, so it was fine. Um, <laughs> uh, so then after that, I got really freaked out, and I started acting weird, and I was like, and it just kind of fizzled out. So that was my, like, yeah, eighth grade thing. But in general, um, I don't know, just growing up in those years, too, like, I loved... Um, like romance movies and stuff, like love stories, you know. Um, and they were always about, like, the, the guy was so awesome and he thought she was so awesome and they eventually got together, you know, maybe with some things in between that they had to work through. But, um, yeah, I just, I just love that. Like, he would, once they got married, he would, like, complete her. And, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> you complete me. Yeah. That, that is a line from a movie. That's a line from a movie you guys have probably never seen because it's pretty old. But What about you, babe? Middle what? school. <laughs> She's asking if I have a middle school story. Do you have why? a middle school story? Why is that all? Um. <laughs> I do have a middle school story, and it wasn't it wasn't April. I didn't meet her till I was in my twenties. So, yeah, <laughs> college, yeah. So, I in sixth grade got my first girlfriend. So, if you're if you're an eighth grader, you might have heard me tell this story because I have told it before. I don't know if I told it last year though. So, seventh and sixth graders, you're gonna hear something new. Um, so, I had a friend named Buddy, and his name was Buddy. Like that was his name, and. Nope. That's what and the boys asked. So we were sitting in lunch, hanging out at the table, doing, you know, what we do, eating lunch. And all of a sudden, these girls at the, on the other side, you know, the big divide in the middle of the lunchroom, they were on the other big divide, like, other side, and they all of a sudden started doing, like, hand motions, like, as if they worked at the airport and were flagging an air, like, an airplane in, like, and, and Buddy, Buddy sees them doing this and starts to kind of decipher the code. And he's like, Brad, Brad, these girls, um, they're trying to tell you that Kelly over there at that table, she likes you. And I'm like, that's cool, that's cool. And I'm like, what else, what else are they saying? And, and they kept motioning and saying things with hand motions and stuff, and then they're like, she, uh, she, wants, she wants to go out. She wants, she wants y'all to be girlfriend, boyfriend. I'm like, okay, tell her, tell her, let's do it. 
Let's do it. And, and so he like motions over that Brad says, yes, like, let's be boyfriend, girlfriend. And and then they they receive the signals. And then it's like, yeah, like they all like there was some cackling going on, I think. And and then a little while later, I, I see her in the hall. And, uh, and and I should say this, too, before before we get to that is I've never met Kelly. <laughs> We've never even talked, but apparently this got her attention. And and I can't blame her. So uh, it's totally kidding. But she she wanted she, I, I don't know, just seeing each other in the hallway, I guess, is, is what did it, because we didn't really have any classes together. We didn't really know each other. But I see her in the hall after lunch and she's like grinning ear to ear and it freaks me out. Like I don't I'm like, oh, my gosh, I feel smothered. I, oh, I can't breathe. And so as she gets closer, I start to gradually like turn away from her and like ignore her. And, and so we walk by each other and I, she's like, hi. And I'm like, and, and I, I know it's rude and it's mean, but I was an immature sixth grade boy who didn't know what to do. Okay. So, so yes. I'm saying that to tell you one, that was what I was, but know that that's what you're surrounded by is a bunch of sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade guys that don't know what's going on or how to handle it. Okay. So that, that's, that's going to play into the conversation we're going to continue to have, by the way. So, so long story short, I'm freaking out. I see her again later in the hallway. I do the exact same thing. At some point in that lunch exchange in the codes, I had given out my phone number. And so she was going to be calling me that night. And I knew this and I'm freaking out knowing when I get home, I'm going to get a phone call from my now girlfriend who I have not met. And I tell my mom, I'm like, mom, okay, here's the deal. I have a girlfriend. Don't ask me questions yet. I don't know her. But here's what's going to happen. She's going to call. I need you to tell her that I can't come to the phone. I'm off playing basketball with Michael Jordan. I'm on a modeling gig. Something's going on. And I can't come to the phone. Make it cool. Preach. And she, she covers for me. The phone rings. She's like, hey, hi. What's up? Okay, yeah. Brad, no, not here. Okay, bye-bye. And, and so I got my mom to lie, which is not cool. Don't ask your parents to lie. But I did do that. And she lied. But afterwards, I'm like, Mom, I don't know what to do. What do I got to do? Like, I have a girlfriend. And, and I'm literally freaking out. And I don't cry hardly ever. But I am weeping. Because I, I don't know what to do in this situation. I've never had a girlfriend. I don't know this girl. I it just ignored her phone call and ignored her twice in the hallway. I'm a total jerk. But at the same time, I'm a sixth grade boy. Okay? So she's like, well, well baby, if you don't really know him or know her... <laughs> it was a her. If you don't really know her, then then you just you can't y'all can't be boyfriend girlfriend. You don't even know her. That's how she talks. I don't know if that's a good is that a good impression? Yeah, yeah. Is it? Yeah, okay. It's cute. Sweet. Yeah. She's cute. Um so the next day we get to lunch and then the motions start again and apparently I've upset her. Obviously, I've ignored her like three times in a row. Um, and so they're like, Kelly's really upset. Buddy's like, dude, what are you going to do? And I'm like, 
Well, my mom's advice was for us to break up. So I think, I think, you know, it's been, it's been, it's been a great run. It's been a great relationship, but, but we need to break up. And so he motions that we need to break up. I think that was a motion or something. And, and then all of a sudden, all like three, four, five girls, like all get up collectively and go to the bathroom together. Um, yeah. And, and that, and that was the end of my first relationship in middle school was that me and Kelly I mean it was it, it was I, I was kind of excited at first because her name was Kelly and Kelly Kapowski was the girl in Say by the Bell so I'm like but no it wasn't meant to be not the same so, Kelly not the same Kelly so we say those stories just to acknowledge the fact that like we've gone through having crushes We've gone through being in middle school and being awkward and not knowing what to do. Not saying you guys are awkward. The guys, obviously. The guys. So, so in middle school, though, you really don't necessarily have a blueprint on how to navigate this thing and figure this thing out. And, and so the kind of core question we got to really wrestle with and figure out is where, what is the point of this thing anyway? Like, this desire for me to want to be with someone, have a companion, have a partner, like to be in a relationship, where does that come from? Why does it exist? Because if I don't get why it exists in the first place, it's going to be really hard to figure out what to do with it going forward. Because if you don't know what to do with it, you're just going to kind of make it up or you're going to go with whatever somebody tells you or something you saw in a movie or something that you saw in like an example you saw in your house, which may or may, may not have been a good thing. I don't know. And so sometimes... We just fill in the gaps and fill in the blanks. And it's not the right information. It's not the right stuff. And when we do that, then we start getting these really jacked up relationships. And we put really weird expectations on the person we're with. And they're unrealistic expectations. And we sabotage the relationship. We act crazy in it. Like, it's nuts. And you guys, I know, have seen crazy relationships. Like, you see them all the time in reality shows. Like, that's what reality shows are based off of, is crazy relationships. And it's like, why... Are crazy relationships a thing? But why are relationships a thing in the first place? And so to answer that question tonight, we're going to go back to Genesis chapter 2. And Genesis chapter 2, specifically verses 18 through 25. And we're going to read through this and kind of pull the main point out of it. Um, And this is what it says. The Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Now, the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. And he brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was his name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, and all the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall asleep into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and closed it up with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib that he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. The man said, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. Adam and Eve were husband and wife, and they were both naked, and they felt no shame. So God creates man. And he gives him a job. Like, very first thing, he gives him a job. He says, Adam, I need you to take care of all the stuff I just made. I need you to take care of it. And so, not only does he 
need to know God. Like that's one of his jobs is to know God, but it's also to take care of of the creation. And God sees this Adam and he sees this job and he's like, man, this isn't good for Adam to try to accomplish his job alone. Like he can't handle this by himself or at least he can't handle it as well as he could with a helper, with a partner, with a companion, someone who's going to be able to do this with him. And so this is when he creates Eve to be that partner, to be that companion, to be that that person to pursue God and what he created them for. The thing about that creation and and that new partnership that God just made, the reason God made Adam and Eve in the first place, the reason he caused Eve to be made and for her to be with Adam is the same reason that relationships happen today. It wasn't good for Adam to try to fulfill this job by himself. So in order for him to know God better and for him to do the thing God had made him for, to serve him, and to serve his creation, he needed a helper. And so that is the existence of the first relationship, but it's also the reason for the existence of our current ones. And it's not the point of a relationship now or back then for this relationship to give you a sense of fulfillment or happiness or validation. Like, that is not the point of it. Can some of that stuff happen in a relationship? Yeah, but that is not why it exists. It doesn't exist to give you those things. And the point of a romantic relationship is ultimately to lead to marriage, which is why you're going to hear me say consistently through the next three weeks to not date in middle school because you're not going to get married in middle school. It ain't going to happen. So, so there's really no point in getting into this serious romantic relationship in middle school because that's the end game of a relationship is marriage. And then marriage... The ultimate point of that, and the, the slides are going to kind of tell you all the stuff I'm saying right now, um, but the ultimate point of a marriage is to point the ones inside the marriage and the people outside of the marriage to Jesus. It's to point them to Jesus. The focus is Jesus. It's not each other. It's not just to make each other happy. Like, that isn't the point. And because Jesus fulfills us, and he's the one who actually gives us life, we've talked about that a bunch in Revolution, This is why we want companionship or partnership and why God created them in the first place is so we can know Jesus more together. Because if we know Jesus more, we experience more of life. If we experience more of life, then we're more of who God made us to be in the first place. And this spouse, is this this husband, this wife are meant to help us do that in the first place. So, like, here in kind of the big ultimate point, like, that's the big ultimate point of relationships. We've already talked about kind of growing up what we thought. Uh, or when we first started to have an interest in somebody else, having crushes, things like that. But then this desire is just kind of always there. For you, hey, when you hear that, how does that match up with what you've grown up thinking and dreaming about and the movies you saw and the books you read and the, all that kind of stuff for you? Like, how does that match up? Yeah, well, it sounds kind of weird. Like, I've never... You know, before I was a Christian, especially, I never heard anything like that before. Like, how could a marriage, which is supposed to be about two people, be about Jesus? Like, how does that work? And it's because, you know, I grew up thinking of a relationship as something where one person is filling a hole inside of another person. And, like, you know, you get married so that they can make you happy. Like, I just love him because he makes me happy. Um, I just love her because she just makes me so happy. And um, so I definitely thought that, like, this hole inside of me or this, like, feeling of 
of wanting to know like what I'm worth. I don't know if this happens to you guys, but um, you know when you see like family for holidays or whatever, every time I would get around my family, they'd be like, so you got a boyfriend? And (laughs) yeah, it's it's super annoying uh, because every time I'm like, nope, I still don't. And at one point I was even like, I'm homeschooled, you know that. Where would I find a boyfriend? So, <laughs> um, so I don't know, just those, those thoughts and like just being reminded of not having a boyfriend and feeling like because I didn't, that meant something about me, like I'm not lovable or like maybe there's something wrong with me because I don't have a boyfriend. Um, even though even if a boy did like me, I would just freak out and, you know, kind of like Brad did when he was in middle school. Anyway, it didn't matter. Like, maybe nobody had a crush on me or whatever. I just thought, like, what a guy thought of me determined who I was and what my worth was. So I just thought when you got married, that would be solved. And I would, I would know who I was. I would feel good about myself. He would just, like, change all of that. Yeah. So if that isn't the point, like, for each other to make each other happy and just to to do whatever the other one wants all the time. Like, that's just, that's not really the point of the relationship. Why is it important in general, but also why has it been important for you, like, to continue to learn what the ultimate reason and the real reason for relationships and, and marriage are? Well, I mean, I can talk about the Barbies. Bring the, bring the dolls Stacey in. and whoever this is. Who's this? Is this Ken? Ken doesn't have brown hair. Hey, it's been a long time since I've played with these. Okay, so when you see a cake topper, you're at a wedding. Somebody found the love of their life, the person that's going to, like, make them happy and complete them. It's usually what we think of. The cake topper, it looks something like this, or they're kissing or whatever. So they're looking at each other, and they're like, you're going to complete my life. Like, you're going to give me everything I want. You're going to give me everything I want. And we're going to be so happy. And that's just a recipe for an awesome life. And so what that is saying is it's not about this. It's not about looking at each other and, like, looking to Stacy, looking at Ken, saying, like, what can you do for me my whole life to make me happy? But it's, and it's not even her saying, how can I make you happy? It's like them standing side by side, holding hands, like looking to Jesus, following Jesus together, like as a team, a partner, who, I mean, they're in love, obviously, so that's still there, but it's more like the focus is out, it's outward, it's Jesus. So, <laughs> that, that whole like visual of the focus on each other versus the focus on Jesus is the thing I think all of us can get really messed up and twisted in our head. Because we'll put so much emphasis on what we think somebody else is going to bring into our life. Like, we think they're going to make us so happy because they're going to, you know, make me breakfast every morning. And they're going to say I'm beautiful every day. And that's just what I think you're going to do for me. Or I'm just going to, you know, that's not true. (laughs) Uh, Brad makes breakfast most mornings for our family, <laughs> for our kids. <laughs> the, the, whole, the whole focus is, is really the, the thing that we want to make sure you guys get, especially right now, like in 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, for you to get what the focus and the point of a relationship is. Because our mentality and expectations for a relationship, 
in general are based off of what we know about relationships. So if you guys don't know what the real point is and the real reason behind a relationship, then you're going you're gonna to fill in the gaps. And if you don't know the true purpose, you're just going to kind of put this expectation in there of, yeah, I think he's going he's gonna to always tell me he loves me and he's never going to be selfish ever. And he's going he's gonna to be totally ripped all the time. And he's going to... He's going to have perfect hair like he's going to have the bluest eyes like you can swim in them like whatever it is. So you're going to have all these expectations just based off of what you do know. But the hope that we've got, especially tonight, is that you would start to get your mind and your heart wrapped around what the real expectation is for a relationship, not just for you, but for all of us, because Without the right ones, we start to fill in the wrong ones. And it's the wrong motive, it's unrealistic expectations, and then those lead to unhealthy, potentially hazardous relationships. Like, reality shows are based off of hazardous, unhealthy relationships. People getting all kinds of messed up because of the expectations they had on other people, or the way they betrayed each other, or the, the, how misplaced their focus was in a relationship, and we don't want that for you because that leads to pain and heartache and all kinds of trauma going forward. And, and so the process of dating is this whole process of trying to find the one you're meant to pursue Jesus with, and that's what we're going to talk about the entire time next week. So come back next week for the whole talk on dating. But we can't talk about that until we know what relationships are meant to be in the first place. And if it's really to know Jesus... And it helps us know Jesus better. Like I can tell you right now, and this isn't because this is the sweet, nice, husbandly thing to say. I am a better man now, and I know God better because I'm married to April than before I married April. Now, don't say all, because the reason that is is because we fight. And the, re- and the reason that is is, be- is because Are I'm selfish. <laughs> and the reason that is is because I'll sometimes say something hurtful. Like that stuff happens, and then we talk about it. And then we have, to, we have to wrestle through it. And, and I don't mean like throwing blows. I mean like we have to like really figure out where that came from, apologize if we need to apologize. And I don't know that I would have wrestled through all that stuff and figured out that stuff without being married to her. And so God does say that there's this gift of being able to be single. And some people can go through that journey and learn these things without having a spouse, having a, a husband or a wife. But... A lot of us are going to need that husband or wife because it's better for us to be with them. It makes us better because it helps us know him better. And so that's the ultimate point in the goal of a relationship is to help you and the people around you see Jesus in your marriage, in your relationship. Another thing I wanted to say um, about these guys, um, as we're looking at Jesus, all of those, those things that we were looking to the other person to fill, we're looking for Jesus to fill those things. So like me putting my self-worth based on what he thinks of me or how he makes me feel about myself, that is no longer the case. Like it's Jesus. I'm looking to Jesus and he always accepts me. He always loves me no matter what. Like I am sinning. He like, he loved me all the way through. It doesn't matter what I do. And, um, and all the pressure that I would have put on him to fill that, um, which he couldn't do, it would just, you know, he would just be crushed under the weight of it. I would be crushed under the weight of what he needs 
from God. So we can't be looking at each other to fill those things. We have to be looking towards God. I just want to make sure that I was clear about that. Yeah, I mean, the expectations that we have in our relationship really are coming from God. So when we put them on anyone else, like, it doesn't work. Yeah. And so the fairy tale is a real thing. Like, the reason fairy tales are in existence and the reason why we think there's going to be, like, this, and I know you don't literally think it this way, but there's typically this idea of, of some knight coming in to rescue some, some princess in a castle. Like, that whole origination and idea really originates from us desiring God and needing God. And he's the one who actually does all those things. Now, there, there are relationships and marriages, but the point is for us to really get who he is in the process and not really, not really just fulfill each other's every need. And so the biggest thing we want you to get out tonight is what's on the screen right here. It's God wants you to experience the best relationship ever because he wants you to experience him. If you're going to get anything, get that. Like, God wants you to have the best experience in relationships ever because he wants you to experience him. He doesn't want you to experience the best boyfriend ever. He doesn't want you to experience the best husband ever. He wants you to experience him because that will be the best thing ever. It's him. And that husband is going to be the guy who's going to hopefully help you know him better. That's the whole point. That's one of his biggest roles ever is for him to help you know Jesus better. And so that's going to play into our conversation next week. But the biggest thing is getting what the point is. Why does it exist? Where does this desire come from? Well, it comes from God because he wants you to desire him and you're going to be able to know him better if you have this partner, this companion, this helper. And, and that's going to come down the line as you guys continue to grow, mature, you start to have more and more freedom and responsibility. And then in that, we start to talk about dating. And, uh, and we can't wait to get into that conversation next week. So here's what I want to do. I want to pray for you guys. Um, and then I got a couple of announcements for you and send you out to your groups to talk about this. So pray with me and then we'll send you out. Okay, God, thank you so much for the fact that you have made us for relationships. You've made us, number one, for a relationship with you. But you've also put people in our life to help point us back to you and help us know you better. And specifically when it comes to relationships and marriage, God, that is why it exists. It's so that we can, we can follow Jesus, we can know Jesus, and we can experience him like we wouldn't otherwise. And so I pray that for these students. I pray it for these, these ladies, that they would be the women of God that you've called them to be, that they would put the expectation on a relationship and on a guy that is the one that you have for, for them, that it's, it's that you're the focus, God, that it isn't about them and, and them making each other happy, but it's about them pursuing you, and in that they find joy. And so uh, I pray that for each one of these ladies. I pray that for all of us, and uh, just pray that they have great conversations about that in small group later tonight, and I uh, pray this in Jesus' name.